what's up everybody i just wanted to provide everybody with a quick update on the etc and fill you in about this bonus episode with quavo this was part of a verizon event we recorded this live in front of 50 verizon up members we had an amazing time quavo was a great guest shout out to verizon for hosting the event shout out to cadence 13 shout out to the boardroom team everybody that helped put this together i cannot wait to do this again Maybe one day when the world is open back up and everything's closer to normal, we can do this in front of a live audience. Who knows, man? All I know is uh, we had a great time. Kevin and I enjoyed this a lot. On top of that, Kevin and I sat down afterwards and we had a convo about his season, about his preseason. We talked about music. We talked about everything, man. The, the, the Nets finals prospects, the make of the team so far. We just caught up, man. It was a great glimpse into kind of the convos we have every day. I even talked to him about Rui dunking on him. So, yeah, uh, make sure you stick around. Check that out. Hope you like it. As a warning, we will be taking a quick break from the show as Kevin's season gets going here. But we'll be right back. Got a bunch of dope guests lined up for the second half of the season. And can't wait to get back to the show. In the meantime, got a bunch of dope boardroom and et cetera content on the way. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. And, hey, if you like this convo with Kevin, maybe we'll do a quick check-in with him in a couple weeks. See how it's going. Maybe I'll catch him at the loss. Get to tease him a little bit. Catch him at the shoots six for 20 or something and ask what the hell happened. <laughs> but Kevin looks like Kevin. So we might not we might not have too many opportunities to do that. Everybody who said he looks like the old KD during the summer, during the offseason, looked like they were right, man. That dunk he had to finish off his run again in, in the Celtics game. That was all I needed to see. I said, oh, dog is back. <laughs> So, again, make sure you stay tuned afterwards to catch my convo with Kev, and uh, we'll be back real soon. So, yeah, without further ado, let's get to Quavo. Tonight's virtual recording of the Etcetera's podcast is brought to you by Verizon Up. We're super excited to welcome the exclusive audience of Verizon Up reward members who are able to gain access to tonight's show through the My Verizon app. We welcome you guys an exclusive event with our special guest, for an intimate conversation around sports, music, and entertainment. So let's get started. So welcome everybody to this special edition of the Exeteris Podcast with Kevin Durant. My name is Eddie Gonzalez. As always, I'm joined by Easy Money Sniper, KD Trey Five. How you doing, Kevin? Solid, bro. Solid. You got back on the court. You finally got back on the court. How are you feeling about that? My man, it's been fun getting back into the swing of the season, being a player again. I'm looking forward to the rest of the year and see how it play out. Yeah, man, I'm, we're excited to have you out there. It's dope to see all the love you got this year. And, uh, you know, it mm-hmm. seemed like the basketball world was ready to have you. So, look, without further ado, we're going to get to our special guest. Yeah. He is a multi-time platinum recording artist, a multi-time Grammy nominee, two number one albums, one of the biggest songs of the decade, a couple of the biggest songs of the decade, one-third of the Migos. We're here with Quavo today. Quavo, how you living, bro? Yo, what's happening? What's good? What's what it do? I'm feeling good. I'm living good. Staying safe, healthy, and blessed. I'm good, bro. Where are you uh, at these days? Right now I'm in Atlanta. I'm back with the fam. We um celebrating offset birthday party. We we at the crib going crazy. I seen, I seen, I seen. Big week for you guys. So let's start at the beginning, man. I know you guys are all family. The story's been told many times that you, you know, of course you guys are gonna rock together. What led the trio to music, why why did that become the outlet for you guys? It was either that or sports. And at the time, we couldn't get our school together. So we had to, you know what I'm saying, run around in the street and put something together. And, and to make our family proud, to make the hood proud, we just linked up together and start 
taking the music serious out of my mom's basement. Sports was always a big thing for you, though, right? Acclaimed as a quarterback. We see you on the court a lot. That was a big part of your life early on as well? Yeah, for sure. That's all it was. Sports and in and out the street. Jet. That would kept us out, out of a lot of trouble, like the gyms and, and, and just trying to, you know, do after-school activities. But after that was over with, it was outside playing around. <laughs> What was it like though when you when you first drop a record and you not knowing what that reaction was like and then everybody around the neighborhood just take on to it like how how did that feel early on? Oh man, it was crazy. It started out it started out at this little small club called Flamingo. We had the song called Bando, and we used to we used to go mm -hmm. to the club and pay the DJ twenty. We had two DJs, one DJ liked to drink and one DJ liked to smoke. So we so we we made one DJ a drink. And, and we'll make sure we had a blunt for the other DJ. <laughs> we were going there and then, and then, and then we, we had like two, three records, one kind of catching in the club. It was, he would like spin it all fast and like in fast time. Then when he played Bando, Bando was automatically slow. So he had to kind of like baby speed it up, caught five. And mm -hmm. they just kept playing and kept playing and then mm -hmm. spread in, into the A and then Guwap called the phone. So what's that like when you get that call from Gucci? And and I know in Atlanta, that's the culture. You get going in the strip club, you get going there. And then once, once you get around Gucci, it changes a little bit, right? What, what was that like when that happened for you guys? Like you getting, I don't know, the same feeling, the same day you get drafted and everybody call your phone. And everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt, bro. Yeah. The whole school was behind us as soon as he stamped it. It was just, we went from being like 50 deep to 1,000 deep. Atlanta always supports their homegrown folks. Like, is that something you guys try to carry on as well? Like, as, as y'all are massive now and everybody wants to work with you, that's something you guys carry on too? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's all about just, you know what I'm saying, making sure you had that same outlet, that same when you was watching them, them guys like Gucci and G's and all them boys who, who was in front of us. So we got to make it right that we, you know what I'm saying, stand our hand and do records and do songs with all the young and Never hate on them, you know what I'm saying? Because the OGs taught us that, and a couple of them was slick hating on us when we came in. So we try to, like, not teach that. Mm -hmm. So I've been in the studio with you before, and it's it's incredible how fast you make records. Like, you always been a freestyle punch in, try to get stuff done fast, or did that kind of, your style kind of evolve over time? It started out like that. We didn't even know we was kind of creating this, thing that everybody do now, like that punch in thing. But it's we started just rapping like that. Even when we came in with Versace, we used to punch in off each other and ad lib each other in the studio before we recorded it. Yeah. And that's how we came in. But now like punching five, six songs, seven, eight songs out a day. We'd be able to knock them out at night. How quick did y'all have that chemistry? Did it take a while to build that up? No, I just like all three of us just rapping in the room, just ad libbing, hyping each other up and we really laying that down on the song. It's like room rapping on the beat and just going crazy. If you lay whatever y'all were just doing down right then and there, it's a smash. So, so Bando's one big break, and then you guys elevate to another level, and then y'all get to Versace. That's a whole nother level. What, was that like an overnight change? Like once that pops, you guys are living a whole different life. Like how did that go for you? See, Bando was like the hood, and you know what I'm saying, hood famous, hood rich. But when mm -hmm. that Versace hit, it was like. It was the world, you know what I'm saying? It was that changed the globe. Everybody was watching us. Everybody was copying our flows. Everybody was calling our phones. Everybody started wearing gold and icing out the gold. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was buying Versace, Versace gold. It, it just, it was like a 
something I ain't never, I ain't never seen. I ain't never felt like that a day before in my life. Like that was the best feeling I ever had in the world. I thought I was like on some like Beatles pop star crazy. <laughs> I can't describe the feeling. It was crazy though. Did you guys know in the studio that it was going to be, that you, you had one on with you right there? That what I'm saying, like that one of them songs was just like the record week. Like when the beat came on, we were just Versace, 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 Versace. All three of us, Versace, Versace. Like we sang Versace too much. He was like, hell no, nah, lay that down right now. We laid it down and it was gone. And then we played it for Gucci. That's all he kept saying was Versace, Versace, Versace. Play the Versace, <laughs> Versace song, play the Versace. He just kept saying it, man. Like it took off. And then Drake Cobb song, like how'd that come about? Um, we met him at Birthday Bash in um, Atlanta. That was like our first performance. And I think somebody had brought him out that night and we introduced each other and he said he'd been on the wave and he'd been with us since we dropped out original music. You know, he owns a real, just sit back and watch mm-hmm. what's going on. And we just made it happen. I think I sent him a song called Pronto and Versace. That was his favorite song, Pronto. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I told him to get on Versace and that was it. So when when that happened, like everybody started rapping on that. Yeah, we had fun. We it, we didn't want to get mad. We wanted to embrace everybody for that. We could have went and said, "You copy, you copy, you copy." <laughs> but we we were just so proud of ourselves and just that we was moving the culture and moving the world that we we loved it. So when Wale calls y'all flow the most influential flow of the decade, you already knew that. That's validation for what you already thought. Right, though. He absolutely right. Ain't no other flow came in the game and. And staggered it like the triplet flow had. That first culture for y'all was like in the process of making that album, did you understand that was gonna take y'all to the next level? That was gonna build that whole, you know, culture around the Migos, that first album. When we made culture, we was upset, we was mad. We weren't getting the, the recognition that we that we felt like like that we, we weren't getting our recognition. So we was like a lot of people were just, you know what I'm saying, giving everybody power and giving everybody these the people of the game. And we felt like we was the ones that was the culture. So we just said, we're going to call this album Culture and Stand On It and be angry because ain't nobody really saying our name. And they saying the triplet flow was already created. It came from elsewhere. It came from the OG. It, it was just like, it was too much. And we didn't want to point the finger at nobody and pick them out. So we just was like, all right, we're going to name this culture. We're going to name this album Culture and Stand On It. Win, lose, or draw. If it ain't. If it is, it is, because we know it is, and it was out of here. As all the success you guys had, has it changed the process for you guys? Or are you guys all still able to get in the studio and still kind of catch that feeling like you once had? Um, As we did culture and that started going crazy, we just started, like, recording because we started traveling then. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? A little bit separate, separating ourselves and doing solo records, so we started, like, recording on our own and we'll come back with fire songs. Like, that. how I'll say came up with Bad and Bougie. Like I was I was in LA and I had to do my verse at a crib in LA because he was just going crazy one day and made five, six songs and Bad and Bougie was in that pack. So then we just got to the point to like, okay, whenever we make record, we just gotta come back and get on. We got homework to do, we gotta, we gotta grind. We know each person out here doing their thing and doing solo records and doing features and still this family, we still got to bring the plate back to the game. Right, so that's I wanted to talk about that record next too. So that's got to be another point of elevation, right? That's a huge smash, number one record, number one worldwide, the whole nine. What was that like? And then you guys, you guys start touring right after that, right? Like that's that's a whole moment. And when that TV money started coming, 
the magazines and 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 the war shows and all that. That's when, when when you get that billboard number one. That's when that that's when that book opened up. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it just started getting crazy and crazy after that. How were y'all able to remain grounded through all that? Because that's y'all elevation is crazy fast. And you guys, you know, remain humble. You, you, it probably helps to be around family as often as you are, right? Yeah, just it's just the family mentality, just the whole, just communicating and just being real with, with with each other and just handling problems. Even though we get mad, everybody get emotional. It just we family and know how to stick with it and deal through it. So y'all go at it still to this like sure, even yeah. where you are now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. uh often our younger artists in Atlanta coming uh by the studio to to ask you to listen to their stuff. Oh that's every that's every day, all day. If I'm in the studio sitting in, we we always just coming in, listening and tapping in. I'm always sticking my ear in the door and trying to hear what's going on. I always give mm-hmm. somebody a shot. Are you guys real accessible? Do you do you remain accessible like that? For sure. I'm I'm I might be the most accessible. I'd be on speed dial every day, man. Somebody always calling me. <laughs> yeah, that's dope though that you're there and available to people like that because you know you guys are like the prototype for success in this decade. I feel like you know you went from literally YouTube and mixtapes to Billboard and TV, like you said. So I get why people would would be reaching out. So speaking of TV, you've dabbled in acting. How's that going for you? I, I was cracking up on Narcos because I'm like, Quavo just showed up dressed like Quavo. He got his chain on and all that. Like, <laughs> how did how did that come about for you? And, and are you looking to do any in the future? We're working on. We're doing some. I'm doing this film right now um, that we're gonna shoot. I think I got to shoot in January in Puerto Rico, and um, Robert De Niro and that thing. So I'm trying to. I'm going yeah. that way on that one. It's crazy. Can't wait till it happens. I don't need supposed. To, I probably don't even supposed to be saying that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. So movies now. The acting been fun. It's it just something to tap into, bro. When I'm, I just feel like I just like to get my hands in a lot of shit, man, and try to be big as possible and just like you said, like reachable, like people can see me. Yeah. So I joke about you know you showed up dressed as Quavo, but it does speak to kind of like the fashion you guys have pushed forward and it is a timeless aspect to it. How important is that to your presentation and, you know, you guys blew off a song about fashion. I, how important is that to what you guys do? Been like this since high school. Down to the, <laughs> down to the shoes, down to the Levi's and um, book bag, down to the backpacks. We just always have been fresh. And folks be eating up swag. They want to know where we got it from. I'm fresh right now. I'm having gallery department, chrome, hot pan. I'm, I'm dripping now. <laughs> <laughs> got to stay fresh. Y'all fresh. Y'all be fresh. One of you, Katie, you, you might be one of the coolest, simplest in the league. Yeah, yeah I keep straight sweatsuits. See, y'all on a different level than me, man. So uh, that's that drip y'all got a little different from mine, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they a different level with it. So that's all part of kind of you're a different level of fame as well. You know, your relationship is now news to people and stuff. What's it like dealing with that? And you watching the same thing happen with Offset and his relationship is obvious. Anything happens with them is big news. What's it like dealing with that on a day-to-day basis? I just grow, bro. I'm th- I just think I'm growing, you know what I'm saying? And just try to keep people out of our business, keep it moving. Like, when it's about just stuff like that, it's all about communication. Like I said, we're a group, so we get – Try to split us up and break us up. So even with 
a relationship the same. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like that. We just keep it in-house and always talk about conflicts. I know it's like, I, it's kind of frustrating to watch that happen with Kevin, like just rumors out of thin air and just, I was just with bro. And I know he didn't say this because we were just talking about this, like that kind of stuff happening. That's got to be for us. Is, is that annoying? Like, are you guys used to it at this point or how does that work for you? That ain't real, man. I don't pay attention on the internet. That's, we just said that, right, Kevin? We just said that like two days ago. Yeah, internet yeah. is not real. <laughs> right now and it goes straight viral and you be straight up lying. So you can't believe it, the internet. You can't believe it. I've had conversations with Kevin and then watched the reporter on TV say the complete opposite. I'm like, yo, I literally just that, talked to this man. And none of that was said. <laughs> I pulled out some money the other that, the other night and and the person says, that is that more money than offset carry? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, trying to start <laughs> they try to turn it into a thing. Yo, what's next on the music front though? Because I feel like I ain't heard a lot from y'all in the last year or so. Y'all dropped a couple joints, but I think everybody need a full-length project. What's next? Right now, we just waiting on Culture 3. We done with the album. We just waiting on 2021, man. So everything crank up. We don't want to drop it right now. We yeah. ain't, it ain't too the commotion. We want the commotion. We want, we want to move. We want to be outside. We want to drop it and go on tour. We want to have an album listening, have people in the thing and really hearing the album. Like, I can't drop no album and let the internet judge my album. Like, you know, it just don't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to be with the people. I want to touch the people. And that's what we do at the top of the year. I feel like a lot of the industries on pause. That that has to be frustrating. Like sitting there listening to your music, and y'all music don't really, hey, like it's always gonna be relevant. But you still gotta be sitting there frustrated some days. Like man, like this song would have really hit this summer. Like you know what I mean? I don't want this sound to go away. We really making this like. Uh, what's that like? That's how we did with that record. Get no. F- it was us traveling um thug on it. And it was, the whole vibe was a festival song. It was like a festival feel. Mm-hmm. So dropped they shut everything down and the song couldn't do what it wanted to do because we was gonna perform that song. We, I wanted to get the fans up, Trav, and Migos on stage. I was at Coachella the year Bad and Boozy Pop. And it felt like y'all was on everybody's set. Like <laughs> y'all were on every stage performing that song. And I, I it was then I realized like, yeah, y'all are like made for festivals and arenas. Like the whole energy you guys come to the stage with is made for that setting. Is that what y'all looking forward to next year? Like hopefully? Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Well, I hope I get to see these people again. I'm ready to crowd surf. I'm ready to go crazy again. Throw some water. <laughs> I'm ready to watch pit, everything. So we all been in the house this year. We all kind of got to be a little regular, a little normal, a little kickback. What are, what are you doing in your free time besides all the work you're doing? Like, what are you binging? You binge watching Narcos? Like, what are you listening to? What's going on in Quavo's regular day? Um, making more music, still doing, we, we finishing up Culture 3, mixing and mastering it, making new songs for the album. I might go hoop every now and then, mm-hmm. go buy some new cars, <laughs> invest in some properties. I got this, we invested into the crib that we um grew up in and made our music out of. We bought that. We gutted that out and get that 100% ready for some tenants to move in. I'm just trying to do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you talk about who? Let's talk about that. You excited for the season? Hell yeah, man. My boy back, man. Y'all boy look good. They say MVP. That's, the, that, that's what you're going for. No, nah, I'm going to keep it <laughs> this year, man. I ain't doing too much, you know. I'm going to do my thing and go home, man. That's about it. <laughs> hey, K, I didn't know there was MVP buzz, man, until I started talking about it the yeah, other day. Everybody hit me like, yeah, I, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
are you and the Hawks, you got any affiliation with the Hawks? You doing anything with them as far as merge or anything in the future with the Hawks? Well, uh, last year I did uh hunch all night on my birthday. And um this year we might do something again, but like I said, due to this COVID thing, it's it's harder yeah. like a lot of the things with the fans and the kids because everything shut down and we can't get near each other. Cause I feel let's, like let's, I feel like a lot of these entertainers are definitely doing business with these organizations far whether they like the face or whether they doing like you said honcho night like i feel like they definitely the music at component is definitely creeping into the nba you think so too definitely want to do a collab i want to do a collab like a jersey collab or do something crazy like this yeah they most definitely got to tap in and we got to like merge music and and sports to where like we designing jerseys and you know what I'm saying, helping with the swag and it's turning it up some more. Yeah, you know? yeah. I feel like these days they're the same world, and you you one of the main people, Quavo. That's like the intersection because I feel like I see more mixtapes of you hooping than I see some of these hoopers. <laughs> so like, right. you know, like how important is that for you? That that kind of inflection, like you know, somebody like you and K, you guys relate. You know, similar circumstance, similar background. How important is that to you? To, to merge those worlds? I mean, that's where we come from. If it, if it wasn't basketball, if it wasn't no sports, you had the headphones on, you was listening to some, to some music, get you, getting you right. It's the best of both worlds you need. That. That's your adrenaline. Like, I I can't name a time I ain't not listen to a song before I, you know what I'm saying, went out and played. I can't, I can't not think of a time. So if if that's the worlds, and then even when they come, you know, run down back, back and forth down the court, they be playing music. Like, so if that's the world, we need to figure out a way to put a home inside. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like a recording studio in the stadium, something like that. Huncho, there's another way you merge the worlds too, right, with your football game. Like, how did that come about for you? Huncho, Day is my birthday. So I just wanted to just spread the wealth on my day to my hood, the north side, and I get all the kids – Get all my friends, all my players, all the ones who play ball, all the ones who don't. I just want to bring some inspiration to the north side. And we do a good job at that. We we make sure that we the kids have supplies. We make sure that the kids have rides, in and out, shuttles. Um, we do Easter egg hunts. I donate to the school. What else? I got Quavo Cares that did like thousands and thousands of gloves and masks to the Healthcare workers. I do a lot of stuff, man. I just don't throw it out there, bro. I just hunt your cares. Hunt your love the kids. It's dope to do it and not do it for the attention. So it's like, you know, yeah. it, it, I can see even you don't even like want to talk about it. Like you rather just do it than talk about it. So it's, it's dope when you're moving like that. For sure, bro. For sure. I'm always giving back because I know that where I really came from. And I can be asking for a dollar like the next man. You know what I'm saying? So I got to give it up. So the album's back to Culture 3. I know a while back you said it's, it, it was going to be named something else. Like, have y'all been recording new stuff this year? Like, how uh, are we getting a new version of the album and maybe we would have gotten March? Most definitely. We seeing too much. And then, like, the album that was going to drop in 2020, the most definitely different with what's going on, you know what I'm saying, in the world. You got to talk about what's going on in the world. So it's a whole different album. Yeah. So... I know you grew up on Outkast. I know, you know, they kind of stamped the South with, you know, the South got something to say. Do y'all still feel kind of that chip on your shoulder as you kind of go against the industry or you feel like y'all have arrived? Killing the game. The South killing the game. I feel like everything starts there these days, right? 
Yeah, you gotta go to the south right now. If you need, if you're trying to get any juice, you got to come down here. So, what's next for you guys beyond the album? You know, is you just wholly focused on that and trying to get to that? Just getting back to the core, getting back to the roots of where we came from. You know what I'm saying? You see Quay, you see Migos on the TV, you see Migos on the screen, you see Migos doing Mountain Dew commercials, you see Migos doing Popeyes, you see Migos could be on the next catalog cereal. You see, we do that. It's time to get back to the essence of things of where we came from, and that's what we're doing. Are you guys able to be around each other as often as you used to? I know, you know, you're, you're around now for Offset's birthday and stuff, but, like, you know, are you guys still able to maintain that throughout the year? No, definitely. My boy Take off right here. <laughs> what up, Take? So y'all busy working today, though, I heard. We always together. That's dope. That's dope. So, like, going forward with you as well, like, do you have any big moves on the way, you know, beyond? I know you mentioned one you wasn't really supposed to mention, but <laughs> do you have big stuff on the way next year? I, I feel like the more I talk to people within the industry or whatever, it, it seems like everybody's gearing up to have a really big 2021. Like, entertainment's coming back. Uh, the football league, this fan control football league, that's a big thing that's, that we, we kind of st- setting up. It's like a seven-on-seven fan control football league where all the fans – Call the plays, draft the players, pick the jerseys, and I think that's gonna be fun. <laughs> so we got, a, I got a team called the Glacier mm-hmm. Boys. Me and Richard Sherman. You and Richard Sherman. How does that even that's come fire. about? That's <laughs> fire. They want the streets to control the football, man. They want, they want the streets to control the call the plays. So we trying to set it up that way. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna be out there playing QB idea. again? Well, me, hell no. I ain't going out there suit up. <laughs> I, I mean, we seen the videos from Hanso that you look like you know still got a little juice. You never know. I might got some. I pull some out the fifth pocket. <laughs> you the celebrity game, man. See you, see you hooping like that. You be. I told you, man. You. I feel like I've seen more mixtapes than you than half the people who just got drafted. Like you be out there working. <laughs> I'll be getting it in, bro. I gotta, I gotta get. I ain't, I ain't hoop, I ain't hooping like a couple months. I gotta get back in this week. I gotta, I gotta go hoop. But I ain't really played with no rappers that really can hoop, hoop. Like Drake, straight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> what that mean? Ain't <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 all that. He's straight though. Like I'm talking about, like somebody that can hoop. He's straight though. Yeah, like <laughs> Bieber, like, solid. Bieber, Bieber can hoop. Bieber got good IQ, but. You know what I'm saying? Bieber, who he got good, he got great IQ. It's all right. But I'm talking about like somebody who can really like who I gotta play Dirk. I gotta yeah. play that Dirk look nice. Dirk look like he go hoop. Say Dave East can really hoop. Um that's almost cheap. Yeah, like he played, played college ball. Yeah, he can't play against y'all. Yeah. I gotta set up the one-on-one uh artist artist tour. We just setting up one-on-ones everywhere we go. Ooh. <laughs> we need to see that. We need to see that on on somewhere. They got to be able to watch that. Cash prize. I'm I'm the commissioner of the league. Cash prize. One on one. That money will get them out there. That money will get uh, – we'll, we'll get somebody out there to play for that. <laughs> well, Quay, before we let you go, man, is there anything else that we got to hear about that you working on? Is there anything else you got coming up on the way? I don't know if you want to – uh, reveal the, the big giant album release date or anything like that. <laughs> What's going on with you, man? I, I can't do that to my boy till we get together with my gang, with my family, man. But of right, course, of course. 
right now we got coaching through. That's all we we screaming and working on it. When y'all see us again, it will be coaching three. Well, look, man, we appreciate having you here, bro. And uh, you know, big fans of you, obviously. And we can't wait to hear the album and uh, see y'all back on top running the game again like like you were planning to do this year, you know. So uh, we get back to having the regular world. We're going to need that Migos sound. You know, appreciate y'all, bro. For sure. Thank hey. you, sir. Man, appreciate you, brother. All right, man, that was dope, dope convo with Quavo. How'd you feel? How'd you like it? How long have you known, been around Amigos, known them, stuff like that? Me and Quavo, I ran into Quavo a few times at a, at a games and then on Instagram following each other. And um, actually when I was, what, two years ago when we played in Atlanta, he picked me up from the hotel. We went past the studio. He made some joints in the studio. So we, we got pretty close over the last few years. That's dope. That's yeah. dope that you can have those connections. Yeah. I mean, you've told me countless stories at this point. It's like, yo, I met such and such. I rock with such and such. And so, I mean, they're like larger than life these days, too. Yeah. And like you said, like we talked about on the pod, I think it's good that we have that chemistry between the artists and the hoopers, you know, because we listen to their music. They watch us play. We draw inspiration from each other. So it's like it feels like these relationships are supposed to happen, you know? Yeah, and I know music is big for you. You know, we, we, we talked about it on other pods, about how that's huge to your environment and to your mood as it goes to playing and stuff like that. So it's got to be crazy to then get around. Like, at the end of the day, you're still a fan too. So you get around these people and it's like, yo, I'm in the studio with such and such. Like, this is wild. Is it? Do you still get that vibe? Like, you still? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I appreciate the craft and how, how hard it is to make music, you know, and then to be good at it and then to sell millions of records i know i know how tough that is i can tell that it's a, a tough um process um but and then you just you realize over time that these guys are kind of curating your life at this point you they, know? Uh, yes <laughs> we, we said that with 40 remember like he literally gave us our soundtrack yes and it's crazy to think because you know certain songs that you hear from even amigos or quavo even though they're newer artists and they're younger than me yeah some of the songs that i hear brings me back to a certain time and it's just like wow these guys have been in the game for so long and i'm getting kind of nostalgia listening yeah. to them you know it's 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 crazy how that stuff forms and and, and as we get older it just means a little bit more to us so it's, it's dope to have those relationships i know me and you are those people who constantly have music on we, we're swapping songs like have you heard this have you heard yeah, that and all the time so it's like it, it just never ends and and you know like we said on the pod like the, the worlds are synonymous and I like how he mentioned getting that call from Gucci got to be like when you get drafted. Like, it's like, oh, like, here we go. You know, we, we made it. And then and then elevates, you know, Bad and Boozy probably felt like a title to them. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like exactly. an MVP or something. So it's, uh, you know, watching the way those rails intersect and kind of we all have the same, not lifestyle, but we all have to come from the same place and kind of seek the same thing. So. I, I love when we merge those worlds. Our, our running joke, you know, with the team is, oh, we got a music podcast. But that's kind of why. Like, it's the, it's bigger than that. It's the music part, it's sports, it's coaches, all that. So, yeah. So, before we go, and, and, and we will be out of here for a while. You're back at your day job. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a quick hiatus. <laughs> yeah. My man got his nine to five going. How you feeling going into the season? Like, I don't want your big, crazy prediction. We all want you to win the title. Like yeah. we talked about the MVP buzz. How you feeling? Like you, 
you got to be optimistic going in, right? Like, you guys look great against the Wizards. Yeah, I feel good. I feel like – I feel good about our team. I feel like like any other team early in the season that just got together, just formed, yeah, we're still learning each other. We're still growing in our concepts and knowing what to do in each moment and just finding that chemistry between each player because, you know, different lineups, different players, you know. So that stuff is going to take a, some time. But as far as physically, emotionally, and I think we're all on the same page – Mentally, you know, we know each other as human beings, first off, which is a good start, you know. So I, I like the direction that we're going in, and I'm pretty optimistic about the season. But you never know how stuff plays out, you know, so we try to take it a day at a time. What I like, and you're the expert here, so let me not make it sound like I know what the hell I'm talking about. But what I do like, kind of fast forward and projecting you guys into the playoffs, you all have so many off-the-bounce threats. And as those games turn into – five, six possessions in the last two minutes, and it's like somebody has to create a shot. I feel like you guys are tailor-made for that. Is that where you see it too? Yeah, I think we have a lot of guys, like you said, that's, you know, we look at any basketball that's played in the postseason, whether it's college, whether it's NBA, WNBA, it's all about getting to the paint, getting stuff off the dribble, making something out of nothing. And when you got guys that can create for themselves, that's only going to be good late in games. But throughout the first three quarters, we got to figure out how to keep everybody engaged as well so they can be ready in the fourth when we need them, you know? So that's the that's the flip side of that as well. Like, guys happen to be ready to catch and shoot, play off the ball a bit, give themselves up from dribbling so much. and come, You know, so I think we all got to be conscious of that to keep everybody involved. But that's the beauty of the game, you know, figuring that out. There's this version of your guys' team where it's you, Kyrie, Karis, Spence, and you guys can all get it off the bounce. And you can all catch and go off the bounce and catch and shoot off the bounce. And it's like you can just see what – you can see kind of the seams and the threads there like – Okay, I see what they're going for. Yeah. And in that preseason game, man, you was playing a little defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you got some deflections, you got still at the top of the key. Like that's I feel like that's everybody's quote unquote knock. How are they gonna defend? You look like you was a preseason game, you was going like that. What's up? I mean, it's still preseason. I mean, I know, you know, throughout the season you're gonna be playing in, you know, different environments, you know, how your body feels. Early on that first game, obviously everybody's <laughs> gonna play extremely hard. Yeah. But the test is can we do that consistently, yeah. you know, and and with the concepts that we have, I think relying on each other and playing as one on the defensive side of the ball is gonna keep us all fresh. Mm-hmm. Keep everybody engaged on the defensive side. You know, I I, I just think that the, the you know, more exotic defenses are starting to show up in the league. Yeah. Whereas you know, when I first came in, it was just a lot of, you know, two-man defenses. You guard the pick and roll. One guy guard the big. One guy guard the small. But now I feel like you're seeing zones now. Yeah. You're seeing – you're even seeing like a little trap at the half court. Yeah. You're just seeing more exotic defenses because the players are just so out of this world with the talent and skill, shooting from so far, handling the ball so effortlessly, passing the ball so effortlessly. So – our game is evolving by the day, and I think I said all that to say that our team is, you know, moving in that, on that same pace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I know in our conversations we have one of the things you preach, one of the things you talk about, even just like I don't like you don't mean to talk about, it, but 
kind of that consistency that you mentioned and what it takes to make a deep run and what it takes to be a good team every day. Every we, day. We talked about it with Kamar Usman where you got to keep that standard. Like, we're expecting Kevin Durant to be Kevin Durant. It takes a, a lot of consistency to be that. So I know that that's something you're going to try to bring to – or you're going to bring to your team. And I know Kyrie and everybody else – I feel like everybody's on board with the mission here. So I'm excited to see it. I have vested rooting interest in you yeah. now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but I am excited to see it. And seeing it finally on the court for the first time, um, you can see it. You can see the vision there. Yeah. And I yeah. know there's more work to be done for you guys. And I know it's a long-term thing. You know, you're not trying to peak December 15th or whatever day it is. Y'all trying to peak? Well, it's not June anymore, but July. It's trying to peak in July. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the main goal is to get better, at, you know, throughout the season, but play our best basketball at the right times. And um, obviously, we'll you know as the season goes on, we'll start to understand what our roles are and establish certain roles for each player, you know, and and you know, but that's just comes that comes with time and experience, so. But that journey is fun. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, y'all seem to be on the same page, despite whatever is said on the outside. But that's good to see. So, yeah, man, that's uh, lets you get back to life as <laughs> Kevin Durant. But, yeah, like I said, just as a quick aside, we will be taking a quick hiatus. We'll be back with more et cetera's content in the meantime. And we'll be back in a couple weeks. It'll be at some time. We'll let you lock in. It's going to be fun to see. But we'll find other ways to bring the etceteras to our audience. But yeah, man, hope hope all is feeling well. Did you wake up really sore the next day? I always wonder that. After I took that charge, I, I my tailbone was a little sore, but I practiced <laughs> the last two days, so that was a good sign. What about your pride when Rui caught you with the with the with the? Jam? I've been dunked on by <laughs> rookies. I've been dunked on by. Point guards, yeah. I've been dunked on <laughs> centers in like the worst way. So you know what? I, I kind of accept it now. It's a part of. He's got some talent, man. No, nah, he's strong. He's strong, athletic, and he got some. He got some skill. He's gonna be good. He's one of those modern players. Like, I guess he's a four because of his size. Yeah, he's like a but four, he can five, do other stuff yeah, three. He can guard. Like that's the that's the prototypical size for like a four like i think that's how they're gonna start breeding them now guys that can shoot handle yeah our league is getting crazy i feel <laughs> like some of that's your fault man take some take some credit so should i see some of that yeah right. you, you you stretch 5k now so <laughs> stretch five <laughs> look man that's crazy but all right man well look uh thanks again as always thanks to quavo um that's the etc was we'll be back